In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. We are between the Feast of Ascension, the event where our Lord ascended into heaven, which we celebrated this past Thursday, and Pentecost next Sunday, where, as we heard in the scriptures from Ascension, that the Lord said, from on high will come upon you great power, meaning the Holy Spirit, which as we know was the birth of the church, the body of Christ at Pentecost, and we'll hear about that through the hymns and through the prayers and the scriptures next week. But we're in between Ascension and Pentecost this week, just as we are in between the time when our Lord was here on earth and he ascended into heaven, and as we hear in the creed, the second coming, when he will come again to judge the world, where he will come again to claim his bride, the church. And so we wait in expectation with faith and hope and love for our Lord to return again in this middle time, this in-between time. So what does that have to do with today, the epistle and the gospel we just heard? And if you have your bulletins or you uh, were paying attention outside of here in your preparation for today, we commemorate the 318 fathers of the first ecumenical council in 325 AD. What does all this have to do with today? Why, why we are, are uh, what our focus is today? The, the first ecumenical council took place at a time when the early Christians, the first Christians from Pentecost, up until early fourth century, were in a period of persecution. They were not allowed to worship freely. So everything that they did, their lives, for over 300 years, or for about 300 years, I should say, were done in hiding for fear of death because of their worship, their worship of the Lord. Yet, the church was sustained. And not only was it sustained, but once they were able to worship freely, the church grew significantly in the world. All from the faith and the work and the dedication and the commitment of those first apostles, men and women, equal to the apostles, as we hear from some of the early uh, Christian women who spread the gospel. But primarily it was the apostles, the 12, and those who they laid hands upon and ordained to sustain the church. And they didn't do so just by their preaching. They did so primarily by their worship. The very same worship that our Lord, as we've heard for these last 40 days in the scriptures, that our Lord witnessed to and 
experienced with his apostles. Numerous times we heard in the book of Acts or in John or in other places in scripture that our Lord revealed himself through the breaking of bread, through the Eucharist as we know it today, that the church knew back then, the Eucharist. He revealed himself. He opened their eyes after he taught them the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures about the prophecies, the messianic prophecies about himself. He taught them. He prayed with them. He worked with them. He comforted them. He guided them and he strengthened them. And he promised that after he left by ascending into heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father, that he would give them the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would strengthen them to do these things that they were called to do. All this is the essence of what this feast day or this day that we celebrate today. Because we know this prayer that our Lord offered is the great priestly prayer. Our Lord is first and foremost the high priest. All of us who are clergy find our authority and find and, and experience what we do first and foremost through Christ, the high priest. There is only one priest, Jesus Christ. We are, by extension, his priest here on this earth. There's only one priest, the great high priest, Jesus Christ. That's why on the bishop's throne in every church, you see the icon of Christ enthroned, the great high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. The bishop represents Jesus Christ as the high priest. And so he offers this priestly prayer today that we heard. And, and there's some confusion because it says, I don't pray for the world, he says. The Lord says, I don't pray for the world. I, I pray for these that you have entrusted to me, the, the apostles, Lord. But he's not speaking about us, the body of Christ, because in the verses that follow today, he prays for the body of Christ, for those who are believers. He's speaking about what St. Paul says, the spirit of darkness that is of the world. The evil one who of the world attempts to and seeks to divide us from the true faith, from the true God in Jesus Christ. Paul says this in his epistle today. Though he calls them the wolves, the wolf in sheep's clothing, the deceiver. He's speaking about Satan, who even in our society today we see around us, the great deceiver is deceiving the world as to who we are as created beings, as male and female created in the image and likeness of God. This very deception takes place today around us. And so what our Lord is saying is what we've heard before. Be in the world, but not of the world. And he returns us and will bring us, rather, take us with him when he comes again. He prays to the Lord that he offers up that which the, Lord, the God gave him, God the Father gave him, who he entrusted him with. And so our Lord gives us the example 
for each and every one of us. And this is what we are to do in our lives today. First, follow his example. Pray for one another. Once again, our Lord doesn't tell us what to do. He shows us what to do. Pray to the Father. We are all the priesthood of the believers. We are all called to pray for our own. Your own of your own we offer to you in all and for all. I say when I lift up the gifts right before the consecration. We only return to the Father what we have been given. Nothing that we produce or we make or we create, what we have been given, and that is our own life. As a priest, I do that on your behalf. This is my calling for you, this parish of Holy Trinity. But the Lord does this for all of us because He is God. And that's why we commemorate the Holy Fathers because they defended that truth that our Lord says here in this prayer. I and the Father are one. And even in the early years, there was the wolf, Satan, who would confuse people about this. So in the fourth century, there was a great heresy that arose. He was not God, he was created. Another one said God came upon him and then left him. No, our Lord says himself, I and the Father are one. I am God, I am he who your fathers, who the prophets spoke about. He said this time and time and time again to the disciples. And just as he was about to leave this earth, he prayed for them that the Lord would protect them and guide them and strengthen them so that they too may offer their lives for the church, for the body of Christ to preach and teach the faith. It is because of their sacrifice and the sacrifice of many men and women that came after them that we, and I say this all the time, are blessed to be here today to worship, not just in this place, but in this community, in communion with God, in union with God through Jesus Christ to offer our worship, to offer our prayer for the church, for those in the church, for our family, for our friends, that we too will be reunited with him when he comes again. This is preparing us to receive the Holy Spirit. Now we know we've received the Holy Spirit. We will commemorate it again next week at Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit strengthens us and guides us and protects us. And it's up to us through the gift of free will to respond to that, to call upon his power, to call upon his protection, to call upon his guidance, his wisdom, his forgiveness. And this will sustain us and the church for when he too comes again. We don't know when that will be, but we are called to be faithful, to be strong, to resist temptation, to know and to live the truth, just as those 12 apostles were, just as everyone who they brought in the body of Christ were called to do 
up until today. That is our calling. And that is his prayer for us. So let us be strengthened by that. Let us be encouraged by that and not fear. Whatever happens outside the body of Christ in the world, the Lord says himself, those who endure till the end will be saved. He came and he is here with us present through the Holy Spirit to protect us and to strengthen us to fight the good fight so that we too may be worthy, we too may be received by him when he comes again. Amen.